0: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on
1: 630
2: Chad. Hi, I'm Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to inside sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad.
0: Well, thank you, Mr. McDavid. We got Colorado leading St. Louis 3-0 with 6-13 left in the second period. Carter Such has scored twice for the Oil Kings. Four and a half minutes left in the first period at Rogers Place. Oil Kings leading the ice 2-1. They lead the series two games to one. Game five is going to be on Friday, also in Edmonton, as they're going with the 2-3-2 format. If Winnipeg wins tonight or on Friday, they'll go back to Winnipeg for game six. The Oil Kings uh, will try to finish it off with a couple more home ice victories. Uh, As I was saying, there at the moment is an Elks game on Friday, five o'clock for the countdown to kick off. And then the game at 6.30, preseason action, Elks at Winnipeg. And we go to Winnipeg now morley scott is standing by morley how are you doing
1: buddy i'm i'm good reed how are you doing i'm feeling actually kind of weird being uh being away and being on the road and not knowing actually if i'm gonna have a game to do or not it's uh it's a weird feeling right now
0: that yeah it's uh it's very strange so what is the latest on the cba we know that they they thought they had one and it was voted down and i think is something probably going to be found out tonight
1: uh, I'm not sure if we're going to find out tonight. There was some talk that uh, that the, that the uh, Players Association board may take uh, the latest and, quote, final offer from the league to the players and allow them to vote on it, but that hasn't been uh, said for sure. So we're still, we might get some details tonight. I would assume maybe tomorrow is when we'll uh, we'll really get more information, and I think it's until, what, uh, they have till midnight tomorrow night to make sure that, uh, uh, that they accept the offer. Otherwise, the games uh, then will be, obviously, in peril. Uh, the Elks are still scheduled to leave tomorrow to travel to Winnipeg to play on Friday night. I see today that the, the Toronto Argonauts have uh, postponed their flight. I think they're going to Ottawa tomorrow to play on Friday night. They now plan to go game day uh, if everything gets sorted out. So uh, there's lots of stuff going on and it's all going on behind closed doors right now and we really don't know what the uh, full situation is. But everybody I've talked to seems pretty confident and, and you know this was starting yesterday was that the phrase I kept hearing over and over was, we should get this done in the next 48 hours. So, you know, we've been fooled a lot on this because no one thought they would end up going on strike, and they did. Everyone thought they would ratify the deal, and they didn't. Uh, Now we're hearing it should be done in 48 hours, so we'll have to wait and see. 48 hours now has become about 24 hours, right? So uh, time is ticking, so we'll have to wait and see how it plays out uh, the rest of tonight. And, uh, and into the day tomorrow. I know uh, uh, team presidents and, and, uh, and, uh, and general managers and, and heads of uh, boards had meetings today across the CFL level this morning, so don't know where that went as of yet, so we'll, we'll have to just, just wait and see. The CFL says they've given the players their final offer, and it's up to them to either accept it or reject it, and if they reject it, ooh, it's going to be cold.
0: So what's the hang-up here? <laughs> what, was, what was the issue the players had with the deal they voted down?
1: Well, I, I talked to Nick Arbuckle yesterday, and he basically said uh, he, he didn't. He was not surprised that the uh, the deal did not get ratified because he said it wasn't a very good deal in his eyes. Uh, and he said, yeah, the ratio thing is a big issue, but there's other things. I think the health benefits are, are part of it as well. Uh, the fact that there was no ratification bonus for the players in there, that is, is part of it uh, as well. Uh, there's more than just one or two things, but I don't think the things that are bothering the players need major Overhauls. I think they just need some tweaking, and I think that's what the CFL did to a certain extent in their. Uh, latest offer, so did it satisfy them? We'll have to wait and find out, but there are a number of things. Everyone believes it's mostly the ratio thing, and I think to a certain extent, that might be the biggest, the big-ticket item, with the league wanting to reduce the number of Canadian starters per game, and the players wanting to keep it where it is, maybe even add to it with that nationalized Canadian. I think the offer, uh, from what we hear, was it's seven now. I think the offer was uh, six and one nationalized uh, Canadian, and the players are looking for seven and one national. Canadian, so uh, we'll see. There's still lots of talking to be done, and they've got 24 hours to do it.
0: Okay, interesting. And then if 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 there isn't a deal, then we could see the preseason games for this weekend. Well, yep. probably canceled. I don't think they'd bother rescheduling them, would they?
1: Yeah, and that presents a whole uh, whole other problem, right? Because uh, preseason games are our revenue for the owners, right? Because they don't hand out game checks during the preseason. So uh, ticket sales and everything else, that's, that's kind of gravy for the owners before they have to start paying the players. So it's important for them to get those games in. And if you postpone the four games this weekend, there's supposed to be two on Friday and two on Saturday, then there's four teams who don't get a home game in the preseason and everybody else is going to get a home game in the preseason and that will not sit very well with... Uh, the Winnipegs and uh, Ottawa's and the teams that are are not getting home games because they want to get their fair share of the money too. So that presents a whole another issue as well. So there's lots, there's lots of moving parts to this. As Chris Jones said yesterday, uh, he's finding everything changes uh, day by day, hour by hour. And we're in that position now where we're just, we're just waiting.
0: Interesting. Okay, uh, let's switch to on-the-field stuff. What, what's going on at quarterback for the Elks? That's the one position I'm not really sure who's going to be the quarterback.
1: Yeah, that's to me, that's the story of this training camp, just watching these guys fight it out uh, for the job. Uh, again, Chris Jones was kind of joking a couple of days ago, why does no one ask me about the left tackle? Why are you guys always asking me about the quarterback, <laughs> right? Uh, well, we'll only ask about the left tackle when the quarterback's on his butt. I think that's how that works, right? So um, the, the the quarterback situation is this and he said earlier this week four guys will play and I believe that's going to be uh, Trey Ford, Kylox, Taylor Cornelius and Nick Arbuckle and he said they'll all play significant time. so do the math, that sounds like a quarter each uh, moving forward. Uh, the guy I'm most interested in seeing is Trey Ford. He's been working out a lot with the ones this week and maybe he'll get the start even. Uh, I know he's the guy that, that Chris Jones really likes and really feels has an ability to, to be a, a playmaker and a game changer if he can get up to speed but I mean when was the last time, and I don't think it's ever happened where a guy came out of Canadian college and turned into a starter in his rookie season, in the first game of the season. I I don't think it's ever happened in the Canadian football league, certainly not in in my memory. Anyway, all those guys, Canadian quarterbacks who have played, they've all come from either American colleges or they've worked their way up and slowly become a starter in the Canadian football league. So yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, Trey Ford's had a really good camp and he can do so many things with the football. Like he can take off. uh, He can run he's been pretty good with his throws. I think uh, Nick, he and Nick Arbuckle, to me, have been the best two quarterbacks uh, that I've seen to have my eye uh, go to during training camp. Taylor Cornelius is is, is what he is, right? He's, he's a big athletic body with a great arm, and he's shown that at camp as well. And and uh, Kyle he's kind of been the guy hanging around. He's still here, right? There's a lot, been a lot of quarterbacks who have been released since uh, rookie camp started a couple of weeks ago, but uh, he's hung around and he's going to get an opportunity to play in a game on Friday night, so uh, he's still got a
0: chance and Trey Ford uh, just tonight was named the athlete of the year for U sports so that's pretty cool
1: yeah, that's the key word for him as athlete because he can he can do it all. And that's I, I really like his his dedication to the the position of quarterback and even to the Canadian Football League. When when the Elks had their rookie camp uh, before main camp started, he had an opportunity to go to the New York Giants mini camp that week, and he turned it down because the Giants wanted him, as he called it, they wanted me to play athlete. They wanted him to, to to line up at receiver and to play running back and and not really do anything at quarterback. He wanted to come to the Elks training camp. Because they want to use him as a quarterback, and he wants to get reps in at quarterback. And I thought that's uh, that was pretty cool to show his dedication. Because it's pretty hard when you're a, when you're a football player to turn your back on a, on an NFL opportunity like that. Because you know that's where everybody wants to be, right? That's where the money is. That's where the glory is. But he wants to be a quarterback, and he's getting his opportunity with the Elks. Okay.
0: All right. Well, uh, hopefully you have a game, and you don't have a uh, trip to Winnipeg for nothing. So uh, we'll keep yeah. an eye on that. What? Well, what? what, it's, what?
1: It's, it, it's funny, I went out for supper tonight with uh, uh, DT, uh, Derek Taylor, the uh, new voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and our sister season, C G O B and we're sitting there in Boston Pizza going two play callers wondering if we got a game to call or not in, in a couple of days, so it's it's a weird situation, man. Uh, I've never seen anything like this. Uh, you know, a guy left today and the whole time I am traveling, I wonder, am I doing this for a reason or am I just going to turn around and come home and not do a game? Uh, and yeah, I imagine the players are feeling the same way, practicing, right? Getting set. Are they, are they, are they Getting set for a game, or are they getting set to walk out and have the season, uh, the training camp come to an end? So it's it's weird times in the Canadian Football League right now, Reed. All right,
0: Morley, always appreciate you checking in. We'll be talking a lot, of course, throughout the season, buddy. You know it. Thanks, Reid. Talk to you later. Morley Scott, play-by-play voice for your Edmonton Elks on 6:30. Chad scheduled to play a preseason game at Winnipeg on Friday night. If there is a game, we'll have it on 6:30. Chad. If not. Eh, we'll do inside sports so it's all good st louis has scored a minute 57 left in the second period avalanche leading that game 3-1 back in a couple minutes
2: inside sports with reed wilkins is brought to you by james h brown and associates alberta injury lawyers go to jameshbrown.com
0: well that's def leppard they got a new album coming out on friday that's exciting So Oilers tomorrow, 5.30 face-off show. The game will start around 7.50. Get it all here on 6.30, Chad, as they will try to finish off the Flames. I mentioned the Oil Kings in action right now. First period is over. They lead the Winnipeg Ice 2-1 in game four of the WHL East final. Oil Kings have a 2-1 series lead. We were talking about the Elks hopefully playing on Friday in Winnipeg. And the defending CEBL champion Edmonton Stingers tip off their season on Friday night home game at the Expo Center against one of my favorite team names in all of sports, the Niagara River Lions. And I'm pleased to be joined by the president of the Stingers,
2: Reed Clark, is on the line. Reed, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Reed. I'm, uh, I'm just calling from the end of our training camp at Kings University. Oh,
0: awesome. Final day at yeah. camp. All right. Rolling into this. I, this is exciting because you, uh, I believe uh, Jordan is still on the team. Jordan Baker, one of my all time favorites. And did 100%. you not sign, did you not add another high profile Edmontonian recently here?
2: Yeah, we've got two Harry Alley uh, alums now because we, we added a here guac on the team who's been, uh, who had an amazing career just coming out of NCAA with La Jolla Chicago, with the Ramblers. Uh, so people would have remembered them from their run to Elite Eight a couple years ago. Sister Jean he made a lot of news. Um, so he's a local kid. ties here, and he's going to be playing on the squad this summer.
0: Okay, and what is what does that mean to have uh, the Edmontonians, the the guys who went through the local high school system now playing for the Stingers?
2: You know, it means everything, Reed. It's what we're trying to do with the CBL and with the Stingers here is represent Canadian basketball and get these guys a, you know, a league that they can play in that takes them to the next level and gives them that development. And you know, what we've seen with this league what we did last summer. I mean, there was eight guys who signed NBA contracts uh, and really took that next level. And and if we can go and get homegrown talents and get them to this league and then they can sign G League contracts and go to the NBA or go play at high levels in, in Europe or Asia, I mean, that's what it's all about.
0: Okay, so speaking of NBA contracts, do you have Xavier Moon back or what's happened with this young man?
2: Okay, he's back, for, he's back on Friday. He's back on Friday for our home opener. He's, uh, he's a special guest. He won't be suiting up to play against uh, the River Lions. Um, he's still working with, uh, with the Clippers and, and an NBA contract, and he'll be in Summer League this year. So, uh, unfortunately, he can't get back on the squad. But, I mean, I can't hold a guy back, you know, who wants to uh, live his, his dream uh, playing the NBA. NBA. That's, I mean, those are all good things. That just gives a lot of credibility to our league and our team.
0: Okay, but uh, cool, he will be there. Uh, for you, uh, you, I said you're the defending champs. You're actually the two-time defending champs, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir. Uh, like how, the, the season, the, the the league's been around three years. Edmonton's won the championship twice. Um, maybe you don't want to give away any trade secrets, but, but why do you think you guys have risen to the top the last two years? What's been working so well?
2: You know, all, all the credit goes to uh, our coach and our GM, Jermaine Small. I mean, he's building... And he's building again winning culture and you know this is my first year being a team to see it myself Reed, but i'm telling you from the meeting that he ran for the first day of camp and to like as soon as we started the intensity level the way of doing it that he brings to the team i mean everyone had to be like you had to jump in and be that way for even all the new guys who are coming on board so um he's got a way of just kind of leading that everyone just buys in and they go okay
0: uh do you actually have two home games this weekend is it friday night and then sunday afternoon
2: Yeah, 100%. So we start off our season uh, Friday 7 o'clock at Expo against River Lines. That's our home opener. Xavier Moon's going to be there giving uh, autographs, meet and greets for uh, an hour before tip-off at 7 o'clock. And then we play again on Sunday at at 1 o'clock against Saskatchewan Rattlers, another great name. Um, So that's kind of our, you know, it's really our celebrate our back-to-back championships weekend because we never got a chance to do that last year with COVID and then 2020 when they won, uh, it was in the bubbles well. So um, there's I mean, there's so much going on. I I can list off a few things. Uh, You know, we've got free courtside shoe shines going on at the game, which I think is something no one's ever really done before. We've got 1,000-plus giveaways. We're putting gift cards and T-shirts and mini balls. We're tossing out to the fans. Um, And just announced, actually, with uh, ETS, we've got free transit to the games uh, all season. So you can take the train to Coliseum Station or take the bus. uh, And it's the same thing that the Elks have. It's covered two hours before and two hours after the game.
0: oh nice okay well that's uh, that's super convenient well and i i haven't been able to go to a ton of games with my schedule but it's like it's a fun environment and it's a very up-tempo high-paced form of basketball too which i've enjoyed
2: yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think honestly, and I'm like, you're right. I've been to pretty much every sporting event in the city. I think it's the best sporting event we have. Now, I did say that until I saw some of the Oilers game last night and in the playoffs. So now I'm saying it's actually the most affordable sporting event that we have in this city. Because playoffs for the Oilers is, is another story. But it, it's, it's fast-paced, it's entertaining, the quality of ball is amazing and there's something going on all the time for kids and and for adults to have a good time as well. Um, One of the things that we're going to debut on Friday that I think is pretty cool is if you remember the air siren at the Elks games, it's a giant, a giant air siren. So they're gracious enough to uh, lend that to us for this season. So we personally wheeled it across 118th all the way from Commonwealth to Expo because it wouldn't fit in the truck. But we're going to get that going and Jeez. do some – it was it was the only way to get it done. But uh, that's going to be loud. So, uh, you know, that's going to really get everything started and kind of build the atmosphere that we're trying to do this season.
0: Well, and, and it, it's great the league is going to do it for. And is this now what ten teams? And Drake is one of the owners. Is that what's going on?
2: Yeah, so we've got 10 teams. We added three new teams this year. We added St. John's, Newfoundland, the Growlers, uh, Montreal, the Alliance, and then Scarborough Shooting Stars just inside Toronto, and that's uh, that's owned by OVO, Drake's company. Uh, and then people would have heard there's a lot of tension around it because they just signed uh, Jermaine Cole, a.k.a. Jay Cole, who's one of the biggest rappers in the world, to play basketball on their team this summer. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're the biggest pro sports league in Canada now. We're, we're coast to coast.
0: Okay, well, that's awesome. Uh, how can people find more uh, more about your team, tickets, the schedule, all that kind of stuff?
2: Yeah, yeah, the stingers.ca is the best way to go with it. Uh, you'll find tickets uh, there. You'll find the schedule there. Uh, everything's up to date and ready to go, and uh, that's the best way to do it. But uh, come check it out. You won't be disappointed.
0: Okay. Reed, thanks so much for coming on the show. All the best. We'll be talking to you and your guys throughout the course of the season as well.
2: Okay, really appreciate it.
0: There's Reed Clark checking in, the president of the Edmonton Stingers. So the Expo Center is where they play their games. Uh, this Friday, they got a game against seven, uh, at seven against the Niagara River Lions and Xavier Moon, who uh, went from the Stingers to the NBA with the, the Clippers, is going to be there uh, meeting fans and all that kind of fun stuff. All right, it is now end of the second period. 3-1 for the Avalanche, leading the Blues. Oil Kings uh, just getting underway in the second period of Rogers place, up 2-1 on the Winnipeg Ice. Tomorrow, stop with the special game day extended edition of Oilers now from noon to 3. I will join you for the face-off show at 5.30 to get you set for the Oilers and the Flames. Dave Campbell's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. My name's Reed. Have a great night.